Welcome to episode 7 of the Chamber Podcast. I'm Dan Harrison, and in this episode, we're in conversation with Tim Pyle, the new chair of the Greater Birmingham and Solihull Local Enterprise Partnership. Tim served as Chamber President in 2013, and has also held top positions at Sainsbury's Bank and the marketing firm Cogent Elliott. In October, he was named as chair of the GBS LEP, taking the reins from Steve Hollis. I caught up with Tim at a Chamber patron's lunch, and he began by telling me how he's getting to grips with the new role. Well, it is only a few months in, but it's, I'm finding it very, very exciting. I've, I've been incredibly impressed by the quality of both the thinking and the people, and also just the, uh, the sheer willingness of so many people across the region to try and help us achieve what we're trying to achieve, which is to drive economic growth. And I've, I've been, there's, a, there's a, a real coalition of people, of the willing, of, of, of people, like-minded people, trying to make economic growth happen for our region, which is a very exciting time. You said yourself that you've got some big shoes to fill from following on from Andy Street and latterly Steve Hollis. The LEP's gone from strength to strength since its creation in, in 2010. Are you confident it's, it's on track to, to meet and exceed its targets? Yes, I, I think some of the targets are uh, you know, certainly on track. One or two are more challenging, of course, but that's always the way with any group of KPIs. But let me just take the opportunity to endorse what you said, which is Andy Street, now Mayor, achieved an enormous amount by the LEP, and Steve obviously was part of that achievement and then carried on that legacy. And between them, they, they delivered a LEP which is, has got fantastic governance, which is really well structured, which has got credibility, and which, most importantly at all, has got a large number of projects which are delivering left, right, and centre for our region. And that's, you know, we are making some form of contribution to the GVA growth, to the private sector employment growth, to you know, the number of startups in the region, to the business um, success in our region. And it's, it's, as I say, very exciting times. And we are on course to deliver most of the targets. Some are more challenging. I think some of the productivity targets, those sort of things, we've really got to work out. But I'm determined that we do deliver against all the targets we set in the original plan. You mentioned that coalition of the willing. There is that real sense of collaboration and also a confidence about the region as well. I know you yourself, Paul Keogh, just described you as a, an atomic bomb of enthusiasm and passion. Well, I think it's the coalition of the willing, but it's also a coalition of the determined. You've actually got people who are absolutely determined to drive the economic growth and make sure that, um, you know, what is a business-led organisation, the LEP, but in strong collaboration with the education sector and with the public sector, that collaboration unlocks opportunities, unlocks interventions, which help drive growth in our region. And I think, you know, that is only possible where you have the coalition and the willing and the coalition and the determined to actually make that happen. At the moment, I'm very, very, very excited by what I see. So many great projects as well, and interventions yeah. that the, the LEP have, have been involved in that people perhaps don't quite know about. There are. I mean, you know, there, there are a huge range from you know, uh, the work that we did on the Ring Road in Kidderminster all the way through to obviously the Enterprise Zones, which are absolutely huge and incredibly important in the form of you know, obviously Paradise or 
Curzon or out at uh, UK Central or whatever, you know, a lot going on. And then you've got all the interventions such as the, the International Academy, um, which is going to help um, you know, uh, educate and develop engineers for the HS2 development, where you've got uh, the, the investment made in the Life Sciences Park and, and so on and so forth. So many projects. I, you know, as, as, a, as a person coming into this role, I had no understanding of the amount of brilliant projects that LEP has helped fund. It doesn't fund at all. It is just part of the process that helps make sure these interventions happen. And these interventions unlock economic potential, and that's what's important. And in turn, the region is becoming more and more attractive to foreign investors. We've had the great news this week that the Greater Birmingham strategy is being recognised as the best among the major European cities for attracting FDI. Yeah, and I've got to pay real credit here to the growth company for achieving you know, really fantastic outcomes in terms of FDI growth. This region has always been a very, very strong re region for FDI, I say always, in the last five, ten years. And that's continuing. And a lot of it's down to the incredibly hard work the team at the growth company um, deliver and to make sure that we remain on the agenda, if you like, for both, uh, I'm going to call it you know, genuine FDI, but then also much more local investment um, in the form of new businesses moving up to the region. Sure. And it's not just about being attractive geographically and financially. Oh, it's, it's about making sure the talent is there as well. The talent is incredibly important, uh, but it's got to be um, a great place to live and work. And we are a great place to live and work. And we've got so many cultural assets. Uh, we've got a lot of talent. We're the youngest um, area in Europe in terms of um, you know, um, uh, the youth skills and youth talent. So it is a great place for um, people to invest. And that's why they are. I mean, the evidence is, is there. I mean, it's the um, most successful region in the country, I think, outside London, I think I'm right in saying, in terms of attracting foreign direct investment. A lot's been made uh, of some of the great things that, that are happening in the region in the long term, HS2, the Commonwealth Games, the possibility even of Channel 4 coming to the region. But I know you're very keen also to ensure that things are happening now as well. How important is, is that? I think a lot of the things we just mentioned, actually, of course, have an immediate effect. So when you talk about um, HS2, which is, you know, okay, not going to be fully operational for a while yet, but it's still driving economic growth in the short term, as will, um, you know, uh, uh, so many other investments and the Commonwealth Games in the next four years. I mean, we've really got to get on with that and, you know, do what is necessary to make the Commonwealth Games a massive success, a massive showcase and a window onto the West Midlands. Um, but I am, as you rightly say, equally keen that we drive... Um, you know, short-term interventions that uh, deliver a shorter-term benefit because uh, you know, we, need, we need ideas, we need interventions which are actually going to deliver next year, the year after, all the way through for the next 10, 15 years, uh, not just wait for that economic growth to happen. So I'm looking at projects which are, which are delivering now, uh, but also looking at projects which will deliver consistently, like HS2 will, over the next five to ten years. And just finally, we're, we're doing well in so many areas. Uh, job creation as well is, a, is another big one. There are challenges, though, and um, unemployment and skills regularly come up. How do we tackle those challenges? I mean, it's a million-dollar question because it, it comes up at uh, so many different uh, discussions, doesn't it? I think it does. And, you know, the Chamber have always said that, uh, you know, the number one barrier to growth is um, skills, and you hear that across the piece. And I think that... You know, we in the LEP can make our, our intervention in any way we possibly can to help um, ensure that the skills are right for what is effectively a demand-led um, economy. Having said that, I think it is imperative that, and we can't cover it in this short interview, 
it's imperative that actually we have a region-wide skill strategy which looks at all the, the really big uh, challenges that are there in order to deliver the talent necessary for the economic growth of our region. That comes back to the collaboration and collaborative thinking, doesn't it? It does. It, it'll be co-produced. It's important that both the demand side and the supply side help work through the skill strategy. It's important that it's seen to be across the private sector, the public sector, and the education sector working absolutely in harmony to ensure that we do what's best for our citizens and therefore best for our businesses. Thank you.